They say money can't buy happiness, but you can sure as shit rent it. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and take some home today. All right, welcome to the Bamcast Variety Hour. Episode hey, Variety Hour. Yeah. I don't know, numbers no longer mean anything. And this seven. Is just, yeah, seven? Okay, fine. Variety Hour seven. Seven. I don't have my, like, you know, handy dandy, like, I'm doing the graphics and the stuff to remind me what episode we're on and whatnot. So, uh, anyway, yeah. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. So, you know, we're not doing our normal thing that we normally do. We're just doing a quarantine variety hour thing. We're going to. We have homework movies. Sometimes we get to watch them. Sometimes we don't. It's not required mm-hmm. homework. Uh, you know, the teacher is not mark is absent, or you know, the little is in front of the class, or something. But we decided this week's homework movie was uh, was John Henry, which just recently popped up on Netflix. It's not a Netflix movie, I don't believe. It's just it's like, a twenty twenty release that yeah just immediately is, went to Netflix because it was it's like, just now on Netflix. You yeah. should probably see this. Like, <laughs> how else are you going to? <laughs> yeah, can't go anywhere. Yep. But yeah, uh, I think uh, we we, we kind of caught the trailer for this. Not that long ago, it feels like, and then all of a sudden it was like, here it is, and you should watch it. Yeah. Um, but it's Terry Crews um, playing the titular John Henry, and Ludacris mm-hmm. is in it, and then that's kind of it for, like, big-name people. Um, Ken F- mm-hmm. Oh, for us, Ken Foray is in this. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I know him. Yeah. I don't I Do I should I know him? Who is, who is that? He's in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, the old... Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> oh, okay he's a cool dude all right yeah i just i'm just fucking with you <laughs> he's a cool dude in this too yeah but no, not my he, forte. In, he, <laughs> uh but no he's in dawn of the dead okay you should watch yeah. that but yeah you should watch dawn of the dead it's, it's the romero one it's pretty good yeah i i've only ever seen the re- remake right because that's what that's what zach Snyder wait did, seriously right? yeah yes that's what that Zack Snyder did, right? I couldn't remember which one he made another one of. It was Dawn of the Dead, right? No, he, he remade Dawn of the Dead. That's okay. yeah. I will go to bat for that version too. Okay, like, mm-hmm. I do too. I, I love that movie too. But yeah, yeah mean, both I, those movies are good. Okay, the original I, just, I think is better, but you know. Okay, I I just I think I tried to watch it at one point in time, and it was like a, it's a, slow. Over, well, no, it was like an overly worn VHS, like back in those days, and it was like oh. I'm not even going to watch this because it was like you, it couldn't track. You know, if you want to borrow my DVD, I will. Loan that out, though. I'm sure it's because I trust probably you. On, you know, I, there are very system. few people I would trust with that set, considering you basically can't get it anymore. And oh, God that Anchor Bay set, uh, the one with like three discs, yeah, and it's in the black case, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's it's probably on. It's an old enough kind of close. I mean, the original one's like basically uh, public domain, right? So I mean, I don't know about the second yes. one, but uh, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, yeah, because they didn't file things correctly. So it like immediately went into public domain. So there's been a bunch of like people, (laughs) there was one release, like I want to say it was in 98 when DVD first started where they were like, we're going to do all new sound effects. So they'd have like, yeah, the old dialogue. And then all of a sudden they'd have like crystal clear hammer hitting something. It's like, oh my God, people. Yeah. It was like, (laughs) check out this new 5.1 track. And it's like, and they added footage too. (laughs) Like they added zombies in like, and it was just like, oh my God. Like it was like, if we like literally us (laughs) went out and filmed black and white footage and then tried to insert into night of living dead, it was like one of the worst DVDs of all time. 
they did a 3D conversion of it. They've uh, they've yeah. they've done a lot of things to it. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it, its corpse has been violated many a time <laughs> at this point. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're we're talking about John Henry. Anyway, John Henry. Yeah, John yeah, John Henry. Um, that guy. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're talking about. Um, I okay. So we're we're gonna be kind of vague about this because you know Mackie hasn't seen it. I I mm-hmm. think the the easy consensus if you want to know absolutely nothing about it is I think we it sounds like we would both say watch it. I definitely would. Okay. I yeah. think I am probably in the minority on this just from poking around a bit, but I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Even though it's messy, like there is yeah. some, it's a little messy, but it's like I, I, I really appreciate what it's trying to do. Like it's okay, it's, yes. Well, it's it's one of those things. It's sort of like um, like the the uh, bonus ones for the Patreon ones. Like I know this never syncs up, so I I will reference them sometimes. And if you're not a Patreon member, you're gonna like hear this maybe six eight months away. But <laughs> but we recently <laughs> just watched a movie called Bushwick on uh-huh. on Bathcast Extra, uh-huh. and it's like there's problems with that movie, but I really appreciate that it was trying. It wasn't just like, well, here we go. Another Soviet block, like cheap place to film thing. Let's do this. But you're right. You know, not that they did that. I'm just like so many movies like that would be like, let's just go to a place and try minimal effort and we'll wrangle in a, a star or two and, you know, make a couple bucks. But th- this was, you know, I appreciate movies that are like, have a something they're trying to do. And this one is one of them. Yeah. This movie's definitely trying to do something. It yeah. is, man, it's like a weird nineties throwback with like hints of early Tarantino in it, but it's, also some Spike Lee stuff. It's it's a first time writer and director, which is interesting. Is it? I never. I yeah. didn't look. Okay. Yeah. Good on him. That guy. Yeah. That guy had a vision, and for the most part, I think he realized it. There are some. I don't know if I want to call them like flights of fancy, but just some like some self indulgent kind of things. I think that could have. There's just one thing they keep going back to, which is this old VHS tape that's kind of explaining some of the backstory, and I think they go to that well one too many times. Yeah. Um, I don't think. It, I don't in, think it. I don't think it adds too much to it, really. That's, no, that's it gives thing. you a little bit of perspective into a couple of things, and and because the movie doesn't really explain a lot, kind of explains a couple of things, but it goes back to it a couple of times. You're like, all right, I got this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need that. Um, also, I. <sighs> the movie kind of makes you do a lot of work. Like you kind of have to fill in the motivations yourself for a lot of things where I think the movie could have been more manipulative, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like the, the bad guy is certainly a bad guy and, and you want him to be dealt with, but I think they could have done more to really make him seem more than he was. Yeah. I feel Um, like, well, I feel like it was limited availability on ludicrous or something because it's actually feels like, or maybe, he's barely in it. Well, yeah, he's he's not in it a lot, and I mean, he does have some crazy prosthetic stuff going on. So it might have just yeah. been like, "I'll you got me for two days with this shit on," you know, <laughs> right. sort of thing. Like I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. You put this shit on my face. You're not taking it off till I'm done filming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I would take it a step further. And, and now that you tell me this is a first time filmmaker, I'm very curious: is this a young person, or is it like someone who just finally got there? You know, like I mean, like that. That's I'm kind of curious because it's like. Uh, IMDb I, has nothing about okay. him. Will well, Forbes I, is his name. I, ha- I have a theory, and obviously this is a theory. No trivia, it, no nothing. I don't about know his him. age or anything about him, but it feels like to me because you you say it kind of feels like that '90s throwback Tarantino thing, but like we've gone well past that, you know, into like that doesn't seem like. I, I'm actually curious if it's like it's actually someone who is like our age and grew up watching that and was like one day I'm going to make one of those, or mm-hmm. if it's like we've re- now reached where it's like. 
it's like a 24 year old who is like this is film history like like Tarantino trying I want to make, make one of those like trying to trying to make Grindhouse and Shaw Brothers things you know it's like yeah. it's like now this is like are we because it feels like it might have that level of like it does feel like it might be a youngster like you mm-hmm. know now it's like you're you're copying a thing that was a copy of a thing you know like maybe that's why it feels a little washed mm-hmm. out you know like to use yeah, but, I mean there but. If this is a first-time filmmaker, there is a lot of discipline here. Oh, like this, absolutely. this guy, not a knock. Yeah, I'm just saying, knew exactly what he wanted and went for it. And it's interesting in that regard. I re- I really just think structurally, it just either needed a couple more things or needed a couple of things taken out of it to streamline it a bit to really make it something special. I think it's I I I called it sort of like a terrific mess because it is kind of messy, mm-hmm. but Man, it's it's one of those things where it's just like you you can see the camera start to move and do a certain thing, and if you're into like the art of filmmaking, you're like, oh yeah, okay, this guy, okay, there's something cool happening here. This guy knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and that's that. I, I like feeling like that. I haven't felt like that in a while. Mm-hmm. Like usually, it's just sorry, right, put the put the camera on a thing and go. <laughs> and there there are some interesting transitions and things in here that. I'm just I'm really impressed with the with the filmmaking of it. I so the the reason I kind of said it was a Tarantino throwback thing, um, like early on characters get monologues as a camera's going around a table, and I'm like, oh okay, I've seen Reservoir Dogs, um, <laughs> which is that's very reminiscent of that. Uh, and then there's another scene late in the film with a couple of guys who are guarding a street and they're just sitting in a van having a conversation. This conversation goes on for like five minutes and. It has no bearing on anything. It's funny as shit. <laughs> and it ends well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you, you're also... Like, the movie sort of grinds to a halt at that point. And you're like, wait, why is it... What's happening here? Why, why is it... Yeah, who are why is people? it open mic like, night? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> why is it just two guys doing shtick? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. But then things happen. It's, it's violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's loud. It is a loud-ass movie. The soundtrack is amazing. Oh my god, the soundtrack is amazing. Um, yeah, it's just it's. I mean, I was so not expecting this. I, I, I have a question. Okay, okay. It is John Henry. Is it kind of like one of those weird, very loosely based on the John Henry story, no, or is it just like really. now I mean, we like the name? I mean, so. not not no. I mean, because like now what what John what he does isn't even remotely close. I mean, they make references to like certain things not necessarily even like the original story but more like the song about yeah. john henry yeah than, it's than, it's okay the dad heard the folk song and named right. his kid that and he has okay. a hammer yeah, basically yeah <laughs> all yeah. right so it's not like a none of that's like not that <laughs> we're thinly veiled we're doing the same thing in a modern setting type Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. none of that okay no. i mean other than like you know hammer stuff that's about mm-hmm. it yes it is hammer time at yes. certain points. Yes. <laughs> the still image of the trailer has him dragging a sledgehammer with him, as does the poster. So, yeah. uh-huh. oh, Good. speaking it, of t- total uh, side thing, I was I was flipping through Netflix looking for something else, and you know how when you do a search and you sometimes get the different thumbnails than you do, like when you're just looking through the little box cover view. Mm-hmm. Um, do something where you get uh kickbox or no i'm not sorry not kickbox or bloodsport in that list like look up john claude or just look up bloodsport because they they use the perfect they they use the screenshot you need to use for bloodsport you, you know exactly what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was just like Good. i looked up something and i was like you might also like bloodsport i was like yes <laughs> there's that's your that's your screenshot anyway. you're goddamn right <laughs> um 
Anyway. Um, I, I will say, okay, so had we not been doing this, I might have said, let's watch this for a BAMCast movie because just by the trailer and, and what it was going to be. I'm glad we didn't mm-hmm. because this would have been the first Bamcast movie where I would have gotten emotional at the end of the movie because I <laughs> I wasn't a wreck at the end of this but it like touched me like it was a an, an affecting ending um to where I was like oh oh wow <laughs> so I would not have wanted to been in the studio with you assholes <laughs> <laughs> you never know chuck some of us have been in a vulnerable place 2020's been a rough year for all of us yeah, could be that. I mean, remember the days that we could have grouped hugged? <laughs> Is it group hugged? Group hug? Group group no? group hug. I'm saying we anymore. could have. We could have, and we didn't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. We, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah we're like, a we're job like, interview like on the, Monday. Uh, the lady went for the handshake, and I was like, uh, "No, ma'am." <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Is this a test? Well, no. Unfortunately, yeah. we're the grasshopper. Everyone else was the ants. They were getting their yeah. group hug on, and we're just like, "Nah, we group yeah. hug whenever," and then not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway, yep. yeah, you should see John Henry. Yeah. That's okay. especially now that it's just there I'll, on Netflix and Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to make time for it in the next week or two. The, uh my my Discord warning was specifically for you, Mackie. <laughs> yeah, I mean think I mean I think it's safe to say because we have said it before and it's, so it's also not one like, to watch with Jen. <laughs> it's also in the first like two minutes of the movie. Yeah. I mean it's like yeah, it, but like a dog dies. Yeah. Yeah. What is the screen? With- not in like a. What a, is it with dudes named John and their dogs? This isn't. This is not a killing. Like it, it's just. It's. 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 I mean. It's. It's aggressive, but it's not like you know. Someone was like, "I'm going to murder your dog to get back." Yeah. It's. It's. It's kind of related to the movie, but also not. Yeah. It's. It's not like it's the motivating factor for him to pick up a sledgehammer and start murdering fools. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it might start him down a path of I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And man, holy God, his dad. I wish BJ was here and had seen the movie because the dude's name is BJ. <laughs> he has some great lines. Mm. Holy shit. I'll talk BJ into watching it before next week. So good. He and I can do that part. And okay. then you guys can kind of try and be like, yeah, John Henry. Yeah. Okay. That'll be good. Right, so definitely definitely, definitely gets Henry. the gets the thumbs up. I should yeah. watch it. Well, we'll, we'll see. Because I mean, like, you know, this is a one time viewing and we'll see how much stuck in my brain by next week yeah <laughs> you know because i feel like that's always a good test of like does the movie well, stick yeah with but how, how many Bamcast movies have we done that are like that well sure yeah. but i mean like i remember the good ones i'm saying there's so many where it's like i will forget this as soon as we stop recording like yep. I, i'm curious like i said what what i retained from john henry a week from now mm-hmm. yeah that'd be fun for us mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> yeah moving fun. on yeah i've got something netflix related oh, oh. I watched another 2020 movie on Netflix. Oh, uh, I did. I watched the new, I watched the new Happy Madison movie. Oh right, yeah, yeah. The wrong Missy. Is that the one with the girl from Jurassic World? Yes. What's her name? I don't know. Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard. No. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's a David Spade Rob Schneider movie. Wow. And every single one of just keeps Adam me, Sandler's, man. every single one of Adam Sandler's friends, his wife, his kids, every, it's like a Kevin Smith movie. It's like all they're all in it because it basically it's an excuse to go on a vacation. It's another one yeah. of those let's go to a resort. And it's things. it's Lauren Lapkus, by the way. That's who it is. Yes. Yeah. I, who was she in Jurassic World? She was the tech that what's his face was always trying to hit on Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then eventually she tells him she has a boyfriend hmm. at a yeah. triumphant moment and kind of it's it's a good moment. She's basically the star of this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she's one of those people who's good in everything she shows up in. She's committed. Like, like a lot of times she's only like in it for five minutes, but it's like, oh yeah, her. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she, she, this is probably definitely the biggest role of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, hmm. I, I, <laughs> I, I've gone back and forth on a lot of these Netflix Adam Sandler joints. Some of them I thought have been fine and some I thought have been God awful. This one start at like 15 minutes into this. I was like, I don't know if I can finish this. And then somehow it, lapped itself and became so incredibly stupid that I started laughing with it. And for the rest of the film, I was totally fine with it. I, I think you don't mess with the Zohan was like that too, where I was just like, this fucking sucks. And then like 20 minutes in, I was like, Oh wait, no, that's a good joke. And then from there it was like, okay, some of these jokes are fine. Some of them suck. Is and it kind of like monkey bone where it shifts and suddenly you're like, like when Chris Kattan shows up in monkey bone, you're suddenly like, okay, this is actually funny now. It's nothing that drastic. It's just, I, I think once you realize what the movie is, you just your brain just kind of settles into it. Mm-hmm. She she basically plays the most annoying person on the planet who is on a blind date with David Spade, and he's lucky to, the, to not have to go on a second date with her. And he meets someone else, a fucking volleyball model by the same name, and then it has to go on a corporate retreat and texts the wrong Missy. And so it's like, hey, meet me at Cabo or wherever the fuck they go. And then it's the crazy one who shows up and he's like, oh, God, <laughs> I can't have you meet my boss. I'm up for the big promotion and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just a hackneyed, stupid story like that. But eventually, like, it just becomes so ridiculous that you just can't help to go, OK, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess I was not prepared for David Spade to be, like, old and reserved. It doesn't seem in his nature to be like the quietest person in a movie mm-hmm. not that he was always the craziest person in the movie but still even as like the straight man and like Tommy yeah, Boy and stuff he was still usually loud he's, he's sarcastic and above it or at least yes. his character feels like that He he's more mumbly sarcastic in this he's just mm-hmm. like kind of mumbling to himself about oh this is terrible these things are happening to me so mm-hmm. um, it's it's fine totally fine you could watch it has some some really good jokes in it i love when you say that you can watch it (laughs) that's my best (laughs) it will literally not make you go blind (laughs) you can physically watch it somebody's gonna show up one day stricken from with sight (laughs) after sight stricken to be like you told me i could watch this and i went blind chuck damn you This won't do that. This will be fine. Oh, okay. You can watch this and not die. I say end. that, but I mean, are there any flashing lights or anything that might possibly Mm-mm. affect anybody? No, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's some cameos that might bother you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will say Adam Sandler needs to get some new friends. Okay. Like when or they present. If well, he's going to make a movie, cast someone else. Well, I, not his immediate friends, like because. Uh, David Spade's totally fine, and Rob Schneider's barely in it, so he's sort of okay. That helps. Um, yeah. But, like, when they do, like, here's a surprise cameo at the end, it's like, I've seen him in six other Adam Sandler movies. It's not surprising at this point, you know? It's like, I get it. You're friends with that guy. Who cares? <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's on Netflix. You can watch it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Thanks. Um, I, I watched a couple of movies that I'd never seen, I have to admit. Um, not new ones. I mean, these were these were old. Very old, in Cla- fact, in one case. Uh, Classics? Y- yeah. I mean, debatably. Um, okay. But yes. 
I watched okay. both versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or at least the well, really? the first two, not the not the ninety or so version. I've been so close to doing that. Yeah. Um, I, I all right. I gotta say, because like this this might delve into real life things that unfortunately are going to affect seeing these movies at this point in time. Um, I will say like, I, I, this is going to sound contradictory because like, I just recently said, I saw the invisible man and I loved it. And that movie is like about some hardcore gaslighting and making a character feel absolutely awful Mm -hmm. about not nobody believing them. But like, maybe it's just shift a little bit more forward in time. And, Mm -hmm. Maybe it was also watching two movies back to back, but I was like, by the end of watching them, like I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, I mean, it was just like, like reality just like kept slapping me in the face because it was just like, "Fuck!" Like that's a whole lot of like people running around in desperation, like you gotta believe me. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. people. <laughs> it's not. It people, can overwhelm actually. you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I. All right. So just to take them one by one, uh, I'd seen bits and pieces of the of the original Kevin McCarthy one, but I'd never really sat and watched it all before. So, um, I think like most of it is probably you. You probably know by that by this point. You know, like it, it's it's sort of like the War of the Worlds thing. It's like at some point you've you've seen enough that you know everything, or you've heard references to it like i feel like you should know what invasion of the body snatchers is kind of well because... if you've seen gremlins you're like okay i, I know what that movie is because they're watching it at one point and you're like oh that's okay that movie yeah right um but but yeah i mean i will say that like when you actually sit and watch the entire movie there there are a couple things i mean what catapulted me to watching this was just random youtube video type thing i was browsing around like trying to find some content creators i could stomach uh, and as you usually want to do on uh, YouTube and guy was just talking about like you know communism red scare and all of this stuff and like you know is this movie about it because like the creators have gone on record saying like we didn't intend for it to be about that it was just supposed to be a you know alien invasion body snatching horror type thing thriller um, you know if there were things that seemed like they were that it wasn't our intention you know just you know it but this guy was like well maybe it just crept in because it was so prevalent in the time that you couldn't help but sort of interject that those ideas into it you know or they're just lying and they (laughs) didn't want to be blacklisted in hollywood who knows (laughs) um but yeah i mean it's just you kind of have to watch it through that lens just with that even that idea of just this like you know suddenly like you're the oddball like you know like you wake up one day and like everybody's different and you're like is it am i paranoid am i you know like is this real like you know and all all that but i will say that like the movie came out in 1956 there was some extremely suggestive dialogue for a movie from 1956 like there were a couple things i was like damn (laughs) like there was one in particular because like the the basic plot of the movie is kevin mccarthy is like a is a doctor like the 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 small town's general practitioner kind of guy and like he's gone away for a few you know some kind of business trip. Like he's been gone for like a week or something like that. Meanwhile, um, his quasi high school sweetheart, a girl he always like had a crush on, like married some other dude, lived, stayed in the town, I think, or, and then, or no, she moved away for like five years to like go live in England or something like that. And they don't really explain it, but like her husband's dead. So she's a widow, but it's because it's the fifties. They're still like, well, she's married and you know, you should stay away from her. And it's like, no, oh, dude's fucking dead. Like fair game. <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> So like, but like, so there's like this kind of like, 
you know, forbidden like courtship thing that's going on. But he's like super flirty, like throughout the whole fucking movie to her. In fact, like, and the one line I was just like, damn, like for a 1956 movie is like, he says something kind of brusquely about medical or something. And he's like, she's like, Oh, is that an example of like your, uh, your bedside manner? He's like, no, that comes later. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> That's, like I'm a little shocked by that line from 1956. That's just, I'm just saying like, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of classic movies and that one for that time period was like, Oh, okay. But, anyway, but, uh, cool, cool effects for the time. I think, uh, some very good puppetry work type stuff going on. Um, but, you know, it's it's still kind of, you know, from that era of like, oh, no, film acting, <laughs> like, you know, kind of zooming close ups and things like that, where it's all it all kind of seems a little silly by today's standards a little bit. Sure. You know, it's like we kind hadn't broken out. There's there's that time period. And the reason like why early movies feel that way is we we had hundreds of years of we how we done things on the stage, <laughs> you know, like we have to act to the back of the room mm-hmm. and all, you know, all this overacting yeah. stuff. And it took, it took a while for that to disappear. Oh, the Lin-Manuel Miranda syndrome. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't get it. Really don't. <laughs> Got to anyway. pick, pick somebody. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we had that for hundreds of years, so it took a long time for actors to like learn to act better for the screen, you know, and that the camera's right in your mm-hmm. face and stuff like that. So, that's the primary reason like from movies talking movies from like the 20s and 30s into the 50s and about the 60s was where it started being like hey what if we did like our own thing and it wasn't just like a stage play with where you're up close and personal with the action but anyway moving on to the 70s one uh that one's that is a very interesting movie in a lot of ways because first off it's rated pg that movie absolutely should not be rated pg I still think that one would be borderline at PG 13, honestly. Like it's, it's weird because I think because it just feels semi cartoony and it's a remake of a, of a classic, like nearly family level movie. I mean, you know, the original one's kind of scary for kids at the time, but it's like by 1978, it's like, that's something you just show on Saturday afternoon on Fox or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like it's no big fucking deal. Um, And I feel like they, they were kind of afraid to be like, well, this can't be an R rating. Like, you know, kids are watching the, the original one on TV and we're trying to get them to see the theater. Like we can't make this R rated, but it's like, there's some like, I mean, this is a year before alien and there's some like, there's some shit in there. That's very close to like the alien pod level of stuff of grossness and body mm-hmm. horror type things. And then kind of just straight up fucking nudity for like about five minutes. Like it's yeah. semi obscured, but it's like, there's just naked lady walking around for like the end of the movie. It's Brooke Adams, but you know, she's just like, mm-hmm. like straight up walking around naked. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I was like, all right, I know there was no PG-13, but what? What? <laughs> like, it's just, it's a pretty fucked up movie, and it had to be one of the ones that went into the argument of, like, creating a new rating. Like I said, I, I feel like PG-13 still might not have been strong enough just for some of the kind of, like, we're going for John Carpenter level of <laughs> practical effects and grossness and stuff. But There's some really good shit in it, too. Like, it's... That's a, that's a really solid movie, and it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot more scary because it takes place in San Francisco and not a small town, and it's, so it's just like it goes from like, hey, I think maybe, oh fuck, <laughs> like real quick, to like you know, like it, it's just it it ups the stakes just by there being so many fucking people in a city like that, just kind of creates that paranoia even more. So they're they're both absolutely worth watching. Like I said, people not familiar with movies, you know, older than Star Wars are probably going to have some difficulty with the original one just because like i said it's 
it's not full on crazy like Shakespearean level overacting. It's just people were still kind of acting for the stage a little bit in movies of that yeah, age. It's it's of mm-hmm. that era. Yeah. What what did you think about the Robert Duvall cameo? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What was that? Like I just I just thought about that. I've <laughs> wondered that for fifty fucking years. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was just like, wait. <laughs> It's so strange. I, no, I totally for, I've never like, understood that. No, I, I totally forgot it until you just brought it up because like mm-hmm. I, I did the same. I was like, wait, is that Robert Duvall? And then like, then he's gone out of the movie forever. And yeah, he's was, just a priest on a swing. He's, he's the most menacing swing priest you've ever seen. <laughs> and it's like, wait, was that Robert? Is he coming back? What? What? <laughs> yeah, I, he, I, I totally forgot that, but I had the same reaction. I was like, is that fucking Robert Duvall? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not like he was just like some bit player at that point. I mean, the, he'd been the fucking Godfather and shit. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know was if he was some just sort on of set like one day cross promotion thing. Was he like in something where he was a priest at some point in that? Not that anywhere period? near that film. Not until yeah. like. Well, I know he made the Apostle, but that was not a priest. Yeah, no, he was in a movie called True Confessions with De Niro, but that was I think I think De Niro was the priest in that. Hmm. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I've just I totally forgot about that, but that that is real weird. Plus, early Jeff Goldblum, yeah, yep, yeah, and Spock. Yeah, okay. So there's a couple <laughs> of weird things about like, well, there's a couple of weird things in general. Like I said, mm-hmm. when you're watching some of this shit, and it's like I I was looking to the end was like, who did the fucking creature effect things? Because like I swear to God, it's like they just finished this and immediately went on to fucking Alien. Because like some mm-hmm. of the like you know, actual like pod things are very fucking close to like the alien level of like, you know, how to move a thing and make it look like, you know, membrane and shit like that. And I mean, it was, it was all really good and brought a cart right. So it's like, there's points where like these pods are like exploding in our face. I'm like, all right, this is weird. You know, like it's just just, (laughs) like doomed to fucking do this forever. And, and then it's like, they literally play the same version of amazing grace when when uh, donald sutherland like towards i'm sorry it's towards the end but donald sutherland like goes it's like one of the few parts of the movie that's like almost the exact same thing from the original body snatchers like there's a lot of like liberties taken from the remake but there's one thing where it's like oh this is the exact same scenario i was really like expecting a gender swap thing to happen mm-hmm. um yeah, especially huh they didn't do that back then. Well, I meant only mostly because like, you know, there's there's a thing that like if you've been on the Internet, you can't not see. I mean, it's it's, oh, right. it's, it's memeish and it's yes. And it's literally the last shot of the movie, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, I was kind of like, all right, I know that. But like, how's that going to play out? Like, I mean, unfortunately, I'm like watching it the whole time. Like, all right, I at least I know that's coming. It could be a dream sequence. I don't know that. But, you know. But there's like there's a point where he's running and it's playing the same like the exact same cut of Amazing Grace that's in Star Trek 2 when Spock dies. <laughs> and I'm just like and Spock's in this fucking movie. And I'm like, there's several things that were just like, now this is breaking my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so have you never seen the 90s one? No. Is that, does did that one have Christopher Reeve in it? No, he did. No, he did. Phil to the damned, right? Wasn't there a yes. Daniel Craig yeah. one, too, from like 2007? Yes. Just called Invasion. Oh, him, okay. him, and uh, Should I know uh, more Nicole I Kidman. Watch. Nicole Kidman, yeah. Okay, I guess I they gotta... just keep doing it. Huh. All right. I, well, I think it's like a public domain story now or something. I, I think it's a, it's an easy story to to sell. Yeah. Well, I guess I yeah. have more homework to do. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't remade it recently because it's, it's an easy story to tell. It's relevant at all times. Uh-huh. Um, I think what? the '90s one is kind of crap. 
What's the nineties one? Who's in it actually? I kind of cut you off before you could say. I think it's Gabriel Anwar, if you remember her from a hot minute in the nineties. Like Scent of a Woman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably not the one most people would point to, but it's like it's the famous dance sequence with It's the bad lieutenant director. It's Abel Ferreira. It's, so it's it's arty and weird. It's like, why are you doing this? It's, this doesn't seem like what you would do. Hey, Meg Tilly's in it. Oh, that's right. Meg Tilly's in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the um, Philip Kaufman made the 70s one who went on to make the right stuff and a bunch of mm-hmm. other weird things. Like, I'm just like, that's a weird career <laughs> he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he made like the unbearable lightness of being and stuff, but it's like he got to a weird place eventually. Like, yeah. Because didn't he also make like ice pirates or some shit? Like no, no, fuck no. There's something he's got something in his like it's it's not far off that level of like what the fuckness. There's something in his filmography where it's like wait you made what? Uh, anyway, anyway, somebody something we just watched that it was the made from the guy that made ice pirates. I don't remember Stuart Rafferty, right? Is that Stuart Raffle? He made Raffle? Uh, Mac and Me and uh, uh, Tammy and the T Rex. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Philip Kaufman did not do Tammy and the T-Rex. Look. <laughs> From hey. the director of The Right Stuff. <laughs> I would watch <laughs> Philip Kaufman's Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah, they should let all famous directors take a shot at Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> yes. Just make it a reality show. Just come in and be like, all right, your Tammy and the T-Rex was okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to see Tarantino's Tammy and the T-Rex. Tarantino and the T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you could go back and, like, have 90s Harvey Keitel play the, you know, the the Bernie character, I, I, would, I would be about that. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. It took me a second to figure out what you were doing. The Bernie character. <laughs> the fuck, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. He's Bernie. Yeah, I know. Terry Kaiser. Kaiser, sure, yeah. <laughs> the Bernie character. Yeah. I always forget the role of the Kaiser. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, so, should we talk about Last Dance now or save it for later? Uh, well, we're usually in on that only because like, we can be like, hey, if you hate sports, <laughs> you, okay, yeah, let's have you may uh, leave. I watched Upload, new Amazon show from okay. Greg Daniels, creator of the, the American version of The Office and King of the Hill and other stuff. Oh, okay. Um, what is Upload? It is the... It's 10 episode 30 minute series where uh dude dies and his consciousness gets uploaded into this digital heaven so to speak but it's basically like second life type thing almost but it's more like a vr deal but he's definitely dead and his consciousness only exists digitally um yeah that's the premise basically there's, of course, a whole running story going on about how he died and all that stuff because it's kind of like abrupt and he has to make a decision very quickly about, okay, you can either die the normal way or you know, or you can go in surgery and maybe you'll live, but we don't know, or you can get your brain uploaded into this VR thing. And his wife had already, or girlfriend had already, like already had family in there and said, okay, well here, this is where we're sending him. And so he has to kind of deal with that reality. And uh, it's it's a weird show. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's also very much a uh, it's one of those comedies that's not like you know. There's plenty of episodes where I didn't laugh at all, 
you know, and, and I don't know if I was, and you don't necessarily know if you were supposed to that whole episode, but it also kind of suffers, which, you know, I've, I haven't watched Parks and Rec or any of those, which I guess he helped co-create too. But, you know, everyone talks about Parks and Rec, the first season sucking, and then everything's good after that. I feel like this might have a bit of that DNA because some characters, you know, the the main pair of characters, basically, it's, it's the guy who died and then kind of like, uh, it's called an angel, but it's basically like customer service in here, which is real people basically VRing into this digital realm to, you know, help these people with whatever they need. Because mm-hmm. he's basically living at just this giant hotel resort type thing. And it's basically his his tech support person and him are the two main characters and the relationship that develops between them. But there are so many other people that are basically just broad stereotype one note thing and that's it. And it plays really weird to have these fully fleshed out real characters interacting with cartoons basically you know so it kind of it's totally really weird but it's also like these are kind of like okay you know this guy he'll get an episode in in the end of season two that you go oh okay i I see all this new depth to him you know that sort of thing but you don't have that episode yet so all you have is just kind of like wow that guy's kind of one note and not real you know he's a character he's not you know like a fleshed out person Mm -hmm. in the show so to speak and it's populated with a lot of those people. And totally it gets weird because you have them interacting with characters who are fully realized real characters. So it gets a little weird. I mean, I'm interested. I'll see where it goes in the second season. And it was, you know, it's a fun little romantic comedy type thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's totally it's also weird because it gets a lot into how he died and all that stuff and that stuff gets really gets a bit dark at times and it's like i don't know if that's what you guys were like totally it feels weird contrasted with everything else that's going on so it's one of those i i i don't know i feel like they could have used quite a few rewrites on a lot of stuff early on Hmm. but i mean i enjoyed it but i can't you know I can't say, no, you got to check this out. This is the best because it's kind of, you know, and there's some clever stuff, but they just drop it. You know, like a lot of times he'll have ads that keep popping up in front of him because he's in a virtual world, of course. And it's set, you know, I think it's like 15 years in the future. And so, you know, everything is advertised to everyone at all times. And even dead people are being (laughs) advertised to, to be charged for, you know, using the mini bar there and all that stuff. Um (laughs) And then they have people who are on limited data plans, you know, the poor people where they end up. <laughs> so there's, you know, I mean, there's, it's a lot like idiocracy where it's like, all right, there's a lot of good ideas here, but you're not consistent with them and you're not following through on them. Cause like one episode, he's got like pop-ups for ads popping up in front of him throughout like the whole episode. And then they'll have other episodes where there's literally none of that the entire time. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird show to binge watch. Let's put it that way. Because it, but it's easy to binge watch because they're only 30 minutes. So we watched it in like, I think three nights. We watched like six episodes the first night and then like three the next. And then we watched the final one the next night. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. So it's good. It's not great. But I mean, I, the characters that are fleshed out, I really liked. So I like to see what they do with them. And they leave it in a, at least an interesting place for the next season, if there is one. 
I see that the cigarette smoking man is in it. He is. He plays one of the Koch brothers. Like the like the terrible. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, Super. but he is uh, a choke brother. Uh, I guess they changed the name just enough. But yes, he and he is as evil as you was expecting to be. He is he the one who died? <laughs> one of them yes, died recently. He is actually. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, well. um, yeah. Like there's a point where he's eating a rare rhino meat. Um, and he says, yes, I made sure that they killed the last rhino before I died. So they get the taste perfectly right before they get uploaded into this world. Hmm. And of course, you know, like whenever there's like a contest to win money or something in there, you know, credits in there, he always wins it because, you know, he's already a trillionaire. So and got more huh. credits than anyone else. So, yeah, they they do. Yeah, it's they do some stuff with that, but it's like it it feels like idiocracy where it's just like, all right, we had this idea and then we just kind of tossed it in, but they don't really right. build on it in a way that you're, that's satisfying, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's not, it's five hours. It's not like it's this huge investment. It's not like, Oh, watch a whole season of 24 and see if it doesn't suck. You know, that sort of thing. I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, it doesn't. I mean, depending on how far in the future you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's only set like 15 minutes or 15. No, it's 2033. So it's set 13 years in the future. Oh, we can get there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, I watched a future thing. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Uh, I rewatched Lockout. Oh, yeah. That showed up on Netflix now. Yeah. I still don't like Lockout. Uh, (laughs) It's still not what it's supposed to be it's it's that thing should be a five jocks this is awesome you guys did it you somehow made a big budget one of these and made it real dumb and conned people into going to see it it's not it's lame (laughs) it's it's man i hmm. i enjoyed it it for what it is I, I, I don't remember it, anything from it now. I mean, we all saw it in the theater. I could not tell you a damn thing about it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously I went back and I apparently reviewed it when it came out and was like, "This is fine." And then, mm-hmm. but I remember thinking, "But it's not what you want it to be." And man, there is an action scene in the first ten minutes that it just turns into a cartoon. Like it is torque levels of mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on here Where, what dimension am i in <laughs> he just he gets on like a hover bike and takes off and it just becomes the worst computer graphics you've ever seen <laughs> and this movie came out in 2012 <laughs> we'd figured stuff out by then mm-hmm. but i guess the french didn't have any money and <sighs> <laughs> so, that's it <laughs> basically it right, i mean yeah. It's got bad guys who are speaking in such a thick accent. I can't even understand what they're saying. So it's like, I, I, what? <laughs> I don't know. So, spe- speaking of, um, this is totally not even this show related, but you know, I started playing control the video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I supposed to be able to understand the janitor dude? Like ever? Not really. No, we turn, I turn on subtitles land. for him. <laughs> Can he you do it just for him? Hell. Yeah. You can. There, there's there's literally an option for turn on subtitles just for the janitor. No, you just turn them all on or oh. you turn them all off. Okay. Yeah. It's worth right. it. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I haven't for him and ignore the rest. I haven't, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't understood a thing he said so far. <laughs> Should I start over? Because I literally don't know what he said. <laughs> no, it <laughs> later on important. you'll want to understand what he says. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But yeah, early on it's just kind of like yeah, whatever. Yeah, and yeah I'm, he, I'm usually pretty good at still understanding accents. I. Well, is he's got a real Peter Stormare quality to him. It, where no, it's it, like what? This, this is beyond. <laughs> what accent is that? No, this is. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> this is. This is some other level. Like, by the way, Peter Stormare is in Lockout. <laughs> I, uh, totally forgotten that. I. I'm gonna I have to rewatch this now. Because I, I again, I remembered enjoying it. I don't remember a thing about it other than Guy Guy Pierce is in it. That's about it. Mm-hmm. He is in it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's about what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> and it was a space prison. Yep. Yeah, a yeah. Prison. He just has a super thick Finnish accent. Um, mm-hmm. And I have spoken with Finnish relatives that have that accent. And yeah, like unless you are basically laser focused on what they're saying, you're not going to understand a word of it. Like, or it's like one of those cases where like you lose a word and then like the rest of the sentence is just gone. It suddenly becomes okay. I'm off a syllable, and now everything is just <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, uh, so I, um, I have I have one more thing if, before we do last dance, if if you don't mind, if we are ready to do last dance. Uh, no, I got one more thing. Oh, okay, real brief. Though okay. it might lose us more, it might get us more negative iTunes reviews. So Uh-oh. you know, uh, <laughs> uh, we tried out the great on uh, Hulu. That's the Catherine the Great one with uh, Elle Fanning and uh, dude from uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the war boy or whatever. Uh, Nicholas Holt, that's his name. He plays uh, Got there. <laughs> Peter, who's like the king of Russia, who she marries. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, complete piece of shit. Gets away with everything for it, too, because he's the king. And yeah, it's one of those shows. You Understood. Know. Yep. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's tough when you have a petulant child running things and basically everyone has to just bow down and kiss his ass or they get executed. So yeah, yeah. That's a shame about Russia. Yep, it is. So yeah, so I I bounced hard. I, I kind of came back because they give you a little hope at the end of the first episode, but yeah, I don't know. And it's weird because like knowing the actual stories of things, it's kind of like, yeah, they're, they're making him worse than he was in real life, which is kind of, it's like, why? I, I don't know. I'm, it, it it makes me question shows if that everyone learned all the wrong lessons from Game of Thrones and Walking Dead getting popular at the same time. If they're just like, people want to see suffering and it's like, yeah, but. But we need little victories along the way. We need at some point for the characters to like have a ray of hope that isn't like five seasons ahead. You know, like you have to have little moments where it's like, all right, this character has a victory here. And it's like, no, no, this character just got kicked in the dick again. Like, and then, yeah, that thing that was going to go well for them. Nope. Kicked in the dick again. You know, it's like. Well, that's why I bounced on The Walking Dead, because did that ever happen? I feel like no, people just, they like, just keep kicking I, I, those characters in the well, dick. I, I feel if like a character like got some... a redeeming moment, they were killed. Right. Like yes. within one or two episodes. Sure. And that became Walking Dead's thing. And it's like, that's not uh, yeah. and, and, you know, and then of course, Walking Dead, it's like, oh yeah, this guy who murdered your friends. Uh, well, I guess he's on our side now. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, fuck you. 
Like yep. that's that's even worse than like not just like than giving them an unsatisfying death to me is like no now he's our friend it's like no mm-hmm. like like same with Fast and Furious movies still and Jason Statham it's like nope he murdered Han <laughs> good thing they brought Han back that, that's yeah, like the good only thing way, Han's not dead <laughs> yeah that's the only way they could cure that thing is to be like no Han didn't die so he actually didn't kill your friend. So stupid that they were like, here's justice for Han. He's not dead. It's like, that's not justice. That's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, he died. But In yeah. two movies, he died. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the great, I mean, she's going to keep watching. I like, you know, she kept, she watched all the way through Young Pope and watched New Pope and more power to her, I guess. But, uh, and now Next you know. Pope. And I, I just, I, I guess I just like, like I said before with, with, with young Pope, it's like, I don't need that in my entertainment. I don't need that stress of just like hating someone who much, and they still just keep getting away with everything. Like, yeah, I, I just, it's, I might've been wired for it 10 years ago, but I'm not wired for it now. Like, I'm just like, no, nah, I don't need this in my entertainment. Sorry. And I know that's coming from a guy who plays like fucking Dark Souls and all that shit and just like games, video games beat me to death. But like a TV show <laughs> where that happens, I'm like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's just the game kicking you directly in the dick. I guess. I, I Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's not like you're playing it like I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, it's just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you yeah, and, like, and that's the thing is like, I, I feel bad because like both of those shows are really well made and like, you know, well scored, like everything about them is you know technically great but just like having this character that can just do whatever the fuck they want and fucks over everyone else and suffers no consequences for it like it's like no 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 thank you (laughs) yeah it's weird because like i feel like as a society we have kind of moved on from wanting that kind of like sopranos power fantasy i mean i know it persisted through to like breaking bad and stuff where Mm -hmm. it's just like no let him do his crimes and everything but I feel like we've come to a point where it's just like, I feel like as people, we are at a point where it's just like, we don't want that anymore, but Hollywood didn't get the memo and they're just like, yeah, that's what the people want. Well, but Sopranos <laughs> and Breaking Bad, you you knew it was not going to end well. Like from the, the show never made any misdirection about that. Like this is not going to end well for mm-hmm. this person. Like from the very beginning, like you're like, yeah, that ending sucked. <laughs> I love the ending of Sopranos. <laughs> one of the best endings of TV. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'm saying like you, you knew like that things were not going to end well for the characters. Like they, they never, sure. You know, it was, it wasn't like, Hey, like we're going to show you this and then Haha, mm-hmm. it turns out it's shitty for them. It's like, no, I knew. Yeah. It's just well, out. I'm, like with these shows, I'm so bad because I literally looked up how many episodes each character was in <laughs> just cause I was like, all right, <laughs> when does this fucker die? And yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say, I'm not going to say anything further than that, but yeah. I mean, I, it's historical. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Historically, unless they turn unless him into a you don't know shit about yeah, fucking it, Russian history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, historically he only reigned for six months. So there you go. But each season I, is one day of his reign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some poor person went in to see Titanic and was shocked when the boat sang. <laughs> I mean, oh, lots at least, of people. At least one, you know. I'm saying, like, <laughs> oh my god, the boat hit well, an iceberg. It's like no fucking shit. <laughs> it also lady. makes you wonder, like, if that's why Tarantino has done what he's done. In, what, oh, the, the revisionist history stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, because it's like, I know how this ends. And you're like, oh, wait, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's something I, I could go on a whole rant I I'm having increasing problems with with that <laughs> even if it's supposed to be cathartic like because I mean I I saw something that was like trying to be in defense of like especially once upon a time in Hollywood and I'm like no the problem is going to be in the future is like we watch movies now and there was always a point of like fiction we are telling but if it's about, I'm not talking like Yoda on purpose. Fiction we are Fiction telling, we are telling. <laughs> but if it's about historical <laughs> figures, we're not making shit up. You know, like I mean, there, we might fill in gaps to make you know for dramatic purposes, but mm. it's not like you know, like at the end, like you know, John Wilkes Booth like goes whoops, slips on a banana peel, falls and breaks his neck on the stage, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd watch that movie too. <laughs> Six more years of Lincoln, you know. <laughs> but you know, I'm saying like it's. But at if a certain Spielberg point, was smart, he would have done his movie that way. At a certain point, people are going to watch that movie and think it's fucking history. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Who cares? That's their dumbass history. We're there, and we don't need to fucking muddy the waters anymore. Is what I'm saying. Trust like, me, stupider people aren't watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They didn't make it to the end of that movie. Yeah, there's like ain't nothing happening in this movie but driving. <laughs> They're not wrong. I did like when Brad Pitt beat up that Asian fella, though. That was good. Yeah. Cocky anyway. Asian fella. I'll right, yeah. Know. He thought he was tough shit. Brad Pitt taught him who what's what. Brad Pitt's an American. I, all, all I'm saying... Yes, all, right. all those things. It's it's just... It's a weird, small, strange... It, it's the same reason I don't like comedies that are too, you know, hyper-current. You know, like, let's drop a joke. And then it's like six months later, it's like, the fuck does that mean? Like, I totally forgot this thing existed. You know, like that's comedies that are written, like just about completely topical humor are fucking useless five, ten years later. I can't tell you how many recent things I have seen where someone has referenced a specific season of The Bachelor. And I have been like, what the fuck is that? Right. (laughs) Things like that. Like, it's like, here we are referencing a thing that like, I I just look at like, you know, the whole argument of movies as art type of thing means art has to persist. And your topically written comedy thing is probably not going to hold up. There are some exceptions like Airplane where it's like, okay, we were spoofing a thing that like you probably now would never fucking know that we were spoofing and we're going to make some references, but like on the whole, that's still just generally goofy funny, even if you don't necessarily get the reference. Oh, but, I don't know. There are a lot of super duper topical references in Airplane. Like, sure. I, <laughs> sure. I, I totally get the argument from people where it's like, I don't get this, where it's like, yeah, why would you? These are like hyper-specific Reagan jokes. <laughs> sure. And like I said, you can enjoy them if you're of the time period and you're like, haha, I remember that. But like, you know, the thing is like, <laughs> the thing is, is like something like an alternate version of the Manson family murders. You have a group right now that is going to like, I know about this and I know what happened and I know that this, this is how this is going to end. You take this 10 years from now and it's like that group gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until they're just like, then you've, you, you've like, abstracted history for an audience that no longer existed exists and then you ha- you weren't run the worst wor- risk of like somebody watching and going like oh so that's what happened shit that's weird you know <laughs> yeah but i mean okay not to get completely <laughs> off topic on this but i mean like 
that's what's happened throughout time. I mean, look at the King James Bible, for God's sakes. That's that's an entire revision on a thing, and now that's treated as truth, and you go, mm-hmm. most people believe that, and you're like, no, that's not what this said at all. This is just made-up bullshit by this guy to make him happy. And- well, that's like, that's like saying, you know, go ahead and smoke next to the forest fire. <laughs> like, what the fuck's the difference? Like, you should maybe not keep contributing to it, is my point. Well, and... My thing is, like, that's the point of the movie is to give the movie a happy ending in a way that the 60s I, did not get. <laughs> because, I mean, that basically... Mo- that ruined the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's marked very much as a turning point of, of the whole, like, peace, love, all that yeah. bullshit going over, like, yeah. yeah, getting wiped out, you know? It doesn't feel and, like that's even what the movie's about. Like, the, the movie's not even... A re- I mean... The movie's just about having a good time. Well, I'm saying like that. I mean, like, it, it's not like you're capping off like the, you know, it's not like you've been watching hippies and like, you know, this is about to kill the hippie movement. It's like mm-hmm. you're watching aging Western st- stunt people, you know, and actors. It's like who are pretty fucking old school. You know, they don't fit in the fucking 60s as is, you know, they're, mm-hmm. like their on-screen persona doesn't fit in the 60s. I mean, they're, they're throwbacks. You know, they were popular in the what? For probably the early 50s on they were on television right based mm-hmm. on the age thing you know so it's like they're already like they're already the boomers of that era you know what i mean it's like they're already the people that are like oh yeah good whatever you know <laughs> grandpa get the fuck out of here um so I, I don't know it's just like to me that in injecting the manson family plot into it at all serves no purpose to that movie if you ask me strangely like that's what i mean i, I feel like so many other things Tarantino has done. It's like, okay, I can see why you might bring in real life person thing, whatever, or, you know, event because it actually has, it, it does correlate or, you know, at least cohabitate with your story. To me, it, that had nothing to do with it other than like all of a sudden, you know, Brad Pitt wanders out into the fucking farm, you know, it's just like, what, what or the ranch, whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah. The ranch. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like the other than, other than like, just like, oops, I don't know. <laughs> I ended up here because. I tried to pick up a very young girl, you know. Okay, it's, it's yeah, just—I don't know. It's weird. It's a cautionary tale. Just don't, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, a cautionary tale. I—I I mean. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I didn't want to yeah. bring back a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just it's a weird thing. Anyway. Never mind. Totally different thing. I actually want to talk about. This is happy. This is something I encourage you yeah. to do. I, I decided to bring back because I, I I needed to inject some happiness in my life, which I think a lot of people have. And for me, this was always uh, a good way to start today. And it was a thing that I was not generally able to do. So I basically brought back my what I'm calling Project AM, where every morning before noon I watch a Jackie Chan movie. I don't care nice. if it's one I've seen a hundred times. Just like put one on the background, like you know, pay as much attention as you want, because I realize it's basically adult cartoons, and I don't mean like Fritz mm-hmm. the Cat. I mean like it's its <laughs> sensibilities are like you know Looney Tunes basically, and but it's dudes getting kicked in the face and punched in the dick and stuff, and it's like yeah, you know, it's cartoons for adults, and it's just it's it's great because it's it's like every day is a Saturday morning in a way because like you're just watching this fun thing that is just like oh oh shit like you can just look up or at any point in time and be like that was great holy shit damn you know well, which ones are you watching uh let's see I have watched police story one through four so you know super cop and first strike are in there you know uh-huh. I, I watch those cuts because the dubbing is just that era of dubbing is just hilarious to me <laughs> You mean like the Miramax era of dub- mm-hmm. the Dimension Film era yeah. of dubbing? Oh yeah. God! 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it that cracks me up. I mean, I know they're edited and stuff, but you know, down from like the original sizes. But like that's what I originally saw going into the theater. So don't all those end with kung fu fighting? <laughs> you mean the song? No. Yes. Only, only Rumble in the Bronx. No. Is it Rumble in the Bronx? I feel like I all it, of them. I think no, it's Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> okay. I just feel like they're like, all right, whatever. No. 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 Sorry. No. Uh, fuck. What is no Rumble in the Bronx ends with the actual Jackie Chan song. Um. The, from that band fuck i can't remember the song is called jackie chan okay uh fucking where where what is, where is kung fu fighting i feel like it's fucking rush hour i feel like that's one of the ones where it's just like fuck you no one of those dubbed ones definitely ends with it because i was just i i it might be it might be first strike it's not first strike i just watched that one today i mean and i usually sit through the credits so is it one of the operation condor ones maybe i don't know I know one of the donors absolutely does because I was just like, come on, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so how many uh, how many of them have you watched so far? Uh, just, just those four? No, I mean, I watched Who Am I, um, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, I haven't done like either of the Drunken Master movies because this is going to sound this is going to sound weird, but I'm realizing while I like Legend of the Drunken Master or Drunken Master 2, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, while I think it's awesome, I don't think it's a good Jackie Chan movie. Because, like... It, it's, it's more of a stunt spectacular. It, it's a stunt spectacular. I feel like that was like, hey, Jackie, we need you to make... Like, Jet Li's getting really popular, and we need you to make, like, a more brutal, like, thing that's not really your cup of tea. I mean, he does it, and it's good. I'm just saying, like, that movie has, a, like, a, a level of, like, brutality in it that's entertaining. It just doesn't it doesn't work for me is like it's just like heart of a dragon it's like that's not a fucking jackie chan movie that's a you know i'm going to take care of my handicapped brother thing you know it's like there's if there's even any fighting in it it's like for a moment <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so i'm just saying like i would put it in like it's it's good it's don't get me wrong it's it's a great movie i'm just saying like to me it's not one of the jackie chan movies when i say jackie chan movie just like some of the other early ones where it's like they're they're practically shaw brothers movies where it's just like yeah we're out in a fake village in, the, in a field right. you know with you know period costume things and like i said i i think it's fearless hyena there's there's one there was a vhs dub back in the day it's just one of the funniest dubs i always have to bring it up fearless hyena the one where he's just like he's just a little british boy and it's just the funny funniest goddamn thing <laughs> that's it's the just, one i was thinking i was about to say like i i know you've talked about it before where oh he's just God. like a little kid it's so good like you know because it's just, it's one of the it's one of the classics ones where it's like you know he wants to learn and you know it's the master who just like won't teach him unless he like does all the dumb chores you know the karate kid syndrome of like do all this dumb shit and haha surprise i was actually teaching you kung fu kind of thing and he's just always whining about every task he's ever given he's like but master i don't want to learn kung fu today <laughs> it's, it's it's so good it's probably not that exaggerated but in my mind over the years because i don't have that rip anymore it's no i think that's what it is yeah yeah just so whiny it's so good <laughs> pizza i have some more kung fu <laughs> yeah anyway but yes project am i think you should do it good on you i should actually probably watch project a and a too but you know, since, I yeah. named, since i named it after those but we'll, we'll get there mm-hmm. yeah i think i, I still watch- have your your uh copy of super cop oh okay i might I, I don't know i remember i borrowed it way back when <laughs> i think i brought it back when i cleaned out my desk at my old work i mean it used to have a, like a whole movie shelf at work <laughs> i don't know how i got away with that but i literally had a shelf on the wall that was just movies i'd be like oh know. my wife won't let me keep them at home 
<laughs> These are a surprise for my wife. <laughs> There's gonna live here for five years. Super cop. <laughs> Right next She's going to love it. Yeah, right next to these X-Men omnibuses, you know? <laughs> don't worry. I don't do any of them at work. I promise. But no, I, I have I have all my discs ripped at this point, so yeah. it's not, not a big deal. I feel like we should watch that one for the Bamcast, that the 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 American one that he made, like 1980, the, is it? Oh, uh, um, the Bronx uh, Warriors? Uh, oh, wait, that's uh, 1990, no. the Bronx Warriors. <laughs> Big, uh, no, it's not the big brawl. Battle guy. Creek Brawl, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. That okay. movie's goofy. Yeah, it's got like roller skating in it, and th- that thing's weird. I want to say it, it like had like a, almost like a Newsies vibe to it because isn't it a like, little bit? It's yeah, like it's, 20, like, it's like Prohibition thing. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen it. I just it's been a long ass time. <laughs> I, I've seen it. Re- I, I saw it when it came out on Blu-ray like five six years ago, and was like, this might be goofy enough. <laughs> So anyway, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, talk about basketball. Time for the last dance. The last last dance. I think it is. I mean, unless Chuck or VJ watches it, and then we get to do another last dance. Oh, I'm gonna watch it again. now that I know there's wrestling involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, for seven seconds there is wrestling involved. Mm-hmm. Because I was aware of this on the wrestling end. Mm. When you guys get to this point, I'll, I'll talk about it. But okay. I was aware of this from the other side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last two episodes cover uh, 97 championship. And then the last one is basically the 98 finals. And then the last 10 minutes is basically, all right, here's how it all fell apart. And yeah. Which oh, is the I ending mean, of a Scorsese movie? <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, they tell you in the beginning, like, this is why it's happening. And they all knew that it was going to happen. And then, you know, I yeah, think I there's, mean, there's like a half hearted attempt to not have it happen. And right. it's way too late by then. Yeah, but I mean, these aren't, it's weird. Like as the show has gone on, it's gotten less fun and more of a, because I guess it's just like Jordan isn't like this peak athletic machine in the later ones. The later ones, it's more like he's just like, you know, he's aging and he's just finding ways to get motivated with the pettiest shit ever. And I don't know. It's like, it's just, it, there's a fun factor that isn't quite there in the other ones though. There is, you know, obviously a, a pretty good montage in the first one in the set in the ninth episode. And then like the last one is might be one of the best ones, at least as far as like picking the song and then matching it to what they're putting on screen. Um, yeah. Which, and it's really a surprising song choice that they use too. Like it doesn't necessarily fit with all the rest when, like if you hear it alone, but in the context, it works really well, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what there, what there is to say at this point that we haven't kind of been saying already. I mean, Harlow, what do you, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's weird because like, I'm glad it's over and it's not longer. I mean, I, I feel <laughs> like, it could have maybe even been like two less episodes. Just that was his stuff. original pitch. Yeah. The, apparently the original pitch was six. Mm-hmm. They agreed on eight. And then, uh, Jason Hare, I think is his name. H E H I R. I don't know how it's pronounced, but, uh, and then they announced, yeah, we're doing a 10 episode thing. That was the first he'd heard of it, <laughs> that it was 10 episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, okay. And I mean, like symmetrically, it makes it, makes how they've split everything up work, you mm-hmm. know, 
like like as far as they can basically just almost do like year by year as they go but yeah it i feel like they could have said everything they needed to say in eight episodes because they do kind of like the last one especially just feels kind of stretched out as far as like all right now we're covering like every game of the finals where you know there's some years they're like yeah and in 92 they won in like they beat the shit out of them in four games, you know, <laughs> like it's like a literal two minute sequence. And then you've got this last one is like the entire episode. So it pacing wise, it feels a little off. Yeah. Well, for the, the engagement of Chuck, uh, it, was, it was during the 97 finals, correct? 98. It wasn't the last finals, their last one. Uh, no, yes. no the, yeah, okay. it was, it was. Yeah. So mid, mid finals, Dennis Rodman disappears, misses like, uh, training one day or whatever which is weird i don't know why you'd have a practice when you're in the fucking finals i mean i guess i get it sort of but it seems like to me it just feels like an opportunity to injure yourself in a time where you should be warmed up and they practice because they're going over plays Plays. that the other team's gonna run and how they'll defend them and then you know adjusting their plays to sure get around the defenses that they've seen thus far i mean i'm sure all all they allowed them to film was them doing shoot arounds and drills and things Mm because you know they don't want to probably show you them strategizing and how it fucking worked (laughs) but um Mm -hmm. but yeah and then yeah it turns out he just like popped up mid-finals on uh wcw whatever it was Uh, nwo nwo well nwo was the thing that's right whatever he was helping out hollywood hogan WCW yes, was the. He the, showed up on WCW Monday Nitro, and right. it was just like he. Why is he here? The, fi- the He's got a game tomorrow, and the whole thing. I from what I remember on my side was like, he shouldn't be doing anything. He has a game tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> like he should not engage in any physical activity. He what was the fuck hitting is he doing? a man with a folding chair. Yes. And now was Carl Malone there? Okay, that must have been Not the previous year because they, they, he'd had beef with Carl Malone in a previous WCW <laughs> incident. So this was this was the Worms return to WCW. Okay. Oh, this wasn't his first appearance on WCW? No, oh, he okay. had been in it a year earlier fighting with uh, Carl Malone, if I remember correctly. It was... It was okay. They played I, each was, other in the finals the year before. They played them in the finals two years in a row. Okay. I, I'm, I I'm kind of... I, the whole thing ends with Carl Malone and Diamond Dallas Page versus Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman in a tag match. Yeah, I, all I know is is like Michael Jordan kept calling him Rodzilla right after that in the practice for some reason. That's, he was calling himself that. Okay. And and Hogan was calling him that. And okay. Then the then the announcers started calling him that, and it was like, oh, Rodzilla's here, and all all of us wrestling people were like, ugh. <laughs> Go away, Rodzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Please no. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I think it it's weird in that the first few episodes of the season was like, all right, this is the this is the Pippin episode, this is the Rodman episode, this is the Phil Jackson episode, and then they kind of abandoned that like a little bit. They they have the Tony Kukoc episode when they talk about the dream team because he was on the team that played against them in the final in the you know, in the gold medal game. But like from that point forward, it just kind of, it all of a sudden becomes like, all right, here's Steve Kerr's story all of a sudden, you know, about his dad who was murdered in the seventies in Beirut, you know? And it's like, okay. You know, it's just, it kind of, it's strange that it all of a sudden just kind of falls in, in the middle of part of this. Like, it's like, yeah, we really had this good footage of him talking about his dad and we didn't know what to do with it. So we kind of 
stuck it in here, I guess. You know, it's... I mean, to me, that's that's the most memorable <clears throat> memorable thing in either of the two final episodes, really. I mean, other yeah. than like it, it kind of wrapping up you mm-hmm. know, to me. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems weird. Like, you know, it's good to hear Jordan say, yeah, I would have come back. Like, you know, even if, if Phil Jackson, if they had talked him into coming back, even if they got rid of everybody else, you know, they knew that Pippen was going to go because they couldn't pay him. And, you know, Rodman was done, you know, like Rodman, they were just, they were done with his shit by then, you know? And it was like, you know, and Jordan was basically like, yeah, if like, if you got me and you got Phil Jackson, you can still build a good team (laughs) and guys will come here for cheaper. You know, I think he even says that he's like, yeah, they would have worked it out. Even if for one more year, everyone would have signed for one more year just to do it. But you know, they don't really, they don't get into the larger circumstances that happen after, which is kind of, it's interesting that this documentary ends at basically the point where my NBA fandom ended for a while because they have the 98 finals and then they don't really get into the fact that there's a lockout the next season and the next season was significantly shortened. You know, it was only like 50 games and the Bulls like absolutely sucked. I think they only won nine games that next season because they had gotten rid of anyone who was good. They, you know, they just tanked completely. And with the lockout, like that's how they kind of got away with Jordan. You know, like all the bullshit they pulled on Jordan. Cause it was like, if it had been like, all right, here we go. Season starting now. What's going on with Michael Jordan? Things would have happened. But I mean, it dragged out into like, you know, February or March of the next year. I don't even remember. It was, it was a significant amount of time where it was just no basketball and no nothing. And that was like kind of, you know, there was no Twitter back then. And there was, you know, the coverage that you got was kind of like, all right, what did Sports Center have to say tonight? You know, and that was like all you kind of knew about any of it. So Jordan ended up like there was just nowhere to go because nobody could pay him because he's like, you know, signing $30 million contracts every year. And, and there was literally no other teams that could sign him. So he's like, well, I guess I can't really go anywhere. And that's the only reason he retired. But, you know, he straight up says I wouldn't have, you know, if they had let me come back, I would have come back, you know, and I probably would have convinced the other guys to come back too. But Hmm. yeah, it's just, it's very, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre that they just decided to end it when they did. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of was expecting with that, that many more episodes to go. Cause when, you know, I don't, I didn't think it was as long as it is, (laughs) you know? And, uh, I was like, oh, so they're probably going to get into like, you know, him owning then or partially owning and then playing for the Wizards and then like, you know, the whole buying the Bobcats or Grizzlies mm-hmm. or whatever the hell he did when it, I think they changed the name maybe or I don't know. Yeah, he bought the Bobcats. They became the Hornets again because they were the Hornets yeah. and then right. they moved to New Orleans and then they became the Pelicans. And then once they were the Pelicans, then the Bobcats were like, oh, we can be the Hornets again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the Utah Jazz used to be the New Orleans Jazz, which is why their name is the fucking Jazz. Yeah, because when I think Jazz, <laughs> Utah I think, I think does Utah, not have any yeah. Jazz. Utah, no, Utah is known for Jazz. Yeah, I mean, I saw that Donnie Marie movie. <laughs> Skeet about boop, boop, yeah, down. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I mean, it took me a good, coconuts. It took me a good ten years to really get back into the NBA after after the lockout happened. You know, mm-hmm. like just circumstances of everything changed, you know, not only for the NBA, but for like, you know, my life as well. I wasn't in Orlando anymore. My parents didn't have tickets anymore, so I couldn't leech those off of them. So, yeah. So it really, it's, it's just, it's interesting how it kind of chronicles the end of an era, so to speak, you know, cause the nineties really for <laughs> just about anybody my age that follows basketball, it's kind of like, yeah, the nineties kind of really were the peak of the NBA, like 
you know, it's they, you know, they point out like it, before the 92 Olympics, the NBA was in like 80 countries. And by the end of the decade, it was in like 215 countries. You know, it's like one of those things where it's just like that blew everything up. And, you know, Michael Jordan was obviously a huge part of that. And I think that's, you know, why he agreed to do this now. Cause I think he realized people were kind of like forgetting how good he was. Cause you know, you'll see on like basketball Twitter and that stuff. They're like, no, LeBron's the greatest of all time. <laughs> and I, I can imagine Michael Jordan. someone being be like, yeah, you seen this, this thing, Michael. And judging by the way, he acts about all the slights that he had just to keep himself motivated. Cause he was so freaking good. I could just see him being like, all right, you know, I didn't approve all that footage 20 years ago, but let's put this shit out now. <laughs> I it, the movie overall is terrible, but I always go back to the bad teacher. Yes, I was just getting ready yeah. to say the yeah, same Jason thing. That's Siegel. the only yeah. good scene in that movie yeah, where Jason he's Siegel. just yelling at that kid. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> Michael yes. Jordan's in that? No, 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 no. no, no. He is Jason Segel yelling about... at a kid. They're having a Jordan yeah. uh, LeBron fight. Oh yeah. God! You're out of your mind. There is no way that LeBron will ever be Jordan. Nobody will ever be Jordan. Okay? Okay. LeBron's a better rebounder and passer. Will you let me finish? Can you, can you let me finish? Call me when LeBron has six championships. Is that your only argument? It's the only argument I need, Sean! <laughs> yeah. Him yelling at that kid is the best thing in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so and it's just... It matters, Sean! <laughs> it just, it makes me wonder, like, how Jordan would survive nowadays. Like, like what his Twitter account would be, you know? Because now, and it's weird, because, like, like, and I think also Jordan put that out because so many kids now, like the only thing I know of this guy is crying Jordan, you know, from his hall of fame speech. And it's like, eh, no, <laughs> this guy would murder you. If it meant he could win the game, <laughs> he would literally kill you. Wow. I, I didn't get that impression, but all right. <laughs> uh, I did. I did. Wow. I need to watch this now. Yeah. <laughs> or is he murdering yeah. Michael? <laughs> well, and, and it's, you know, it's interesting in people that haven't enjoyed it, like hearing what they say, because, I understand both sides of it. A lot of people don't like the whole, hey, Michael, here's this iPad of somebody talking about you. Gary Payton was was the big one, the last episode where it's like, here's Gary Payton talking about shutting you down in the finals. And it's kind of like, you almost don't get the honest reaction at first. You get his reaction to them, you know, where, where like, it's going to be different if they say, Michael, tell me about Gary Payton in the 96 finals and see what he says. Whereas you only had Michael Jordan on an iPad that says, here's Gary Payton talking shit at you about, you know, guarding you in the 96 finals, you know, so you're going to like, and sometimes, yeah, it re- it yields reactions where he just laughs his ass off at me. He's like, no, nah, I had, I no, yeah. no problem with the glove. Yeah. I had no problem with him whatsoever. He sucks, you know, like that shit, but it's also kind of like, I believe his direct quote is like, I had no problem with the glove. Yeah. Cut. Well, yeah. He, like he ridicules his nickname. He goes, the glove. Yeah, I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it's 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 weird having such a new appreciation of Jordan because I mean I genuinely hated that guy through the '90s. Like I just did not like him at all. You know, he was he was basically like if you liked any other team, you were fucked. You know, it was like yeah, yeah, you can root for him, but he's gonna beat them. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it, it's interesting having an appreciation for him now, even though you know it's like a really an unvarnished look at him. I'm surprised he approves so much of the footage, but so much of it is basically him just being like, you know, calling his teammates pieces of shit and, you know, just berating people into playing better. 
but maybe he was tired of people not knowing that they were pieces of shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, then he should have been yelling a whole lot louder his first few years in, at the Bulls. Because <laughs> yeah. hmm. by yep. the time he's actually yelling at people, they were all pretty fucking good. <laughs> the team he started with it was pretty fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. Good for them. Which he points oh. out multiple mm-hmm. times. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, modern Jordan criticized him, but I'm sure the rookie wasn't coming in there like, fucking play better. Fucking play better. Yeah. Come on, Bill Lambeer. Fucking play. I know you didn't play with Bill Lambeer. Just I want to see him yelling at all the old old school like leftover seventy people. He fucking hated Bill Lambeer. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep. Why? Because he had his own video game. And no, because he was a piece of shit. Yeah, he was a one of those dirty players, I believe. Oh yeah, he was one of the dirtiest ever. Yeah, and unrepentant about it. He he was a heel. He he was a heel mm-hmm. in every regard. So, yeah. You guys want an email? I, I would love, love this email. email. <laughs> this one's I think it's directed at you, Chuck. I was trying to remember exactly what we said in that episode because I was like, I don't think I said the only one. But anyway. Oh, I remember. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this one comes from Scott Adkins fan sixty eight. Um, <laughs> At gmail.com. <laughs> I guess the other the other 67 were taken. Um, <laughs> the next one's nice, though. Nah, it's a, it's actually Chase, uh, like the landmass island, calling it. Oh. Writing us saying, Scott Adkins education, education. It says, hi, BMFers. It's Chase, like the landmass island here. I took extreme personal offense to you guys suggesting that Ninja 2, Shadow of a Tear, was possibly the only good Scott Adkins movie. How dare you? <laughs> In my opinion, anything directed by Isaac Florentine or Jesse V. Johnson that he is in is worth watching. I highly recommend Undisputed 2, Last Man Standing. Undisputed 3, Redemption. Boyka, Undisputed by Florentine and Savage Dog. And Avengement by Jesse V. Johnson. Please watch some of these and report back. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Crash and burn. (laughs) Chase like the landmass island. Sent from my eternal homebound bunker. Word. I had a feeling Chase might write in. Some, okay. Are you the one who said uh, it, he has no good movies or what? No, I, I I said, please write in and tell us what the good Scott Atkins movie is because I've never seen it. <laughs> and you said Ninja 2 is the one that everyone points to, but you didn't say it was the only one oh, everyone I did not. points to. I definitely did not. Yeah. But now here's the thing. I feel like I'm pretty plugged into every movie that comes out. I, I, I go through the Amazon lists every Tuesday. I'm like, okay, here's everything that's out. What's interesting? I haven't heard of any of those. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of any. Like, what the? What is? <laughs> yeah, man. why is he not at Undisputed One? <laughs> I was wondering Maybe about the is. Undisputed. It's just not directed by the same guy. Maybe it had a different director. I I don't know. Is Undisputed the Ving Rhames movie? I thought Boyka Undisputed might have been the first one, but I I don't know. Or we're really gonna we're gonna have to look at the Undisputed wiki and find uh-huh. out. You know, well, Undisputed Wesley Snipes, Ving Rhames, and Peter Falk. <laughs> what Peter Falk like Columbo? Yes. What? Oh, yeah. And Michael Rooker. <laughs> You're undisputed, kid. And Fisher Stevens. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I'm not going to do that one. I'm not sure what it. that is, like, besides caricatures. Like, I don't know what actual Fisher Stevens sounds like. I got to be honest. I'm, oh, I'm... it's a Walter Hill movie. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, better people made the sequels 
I guess Michael J. White is in Undisputed too, so that immediately puts it on my radar. Yeah, I I thought that might. Yeah, Michael J. White is playing the uh, uh, Undisputed Wesley Snipes character. Uh, yeah, Mister Undisputed, Frank Undisputed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I'll look uh, into those. Yeah. Um, want to mention Fred Ward? Stu. Or not Stu Fred Ward? Jesus Christ, Fred Willard. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, what happened to Fred? No, Warren? no. I, I hope nothing. God, he's a treasure. But yeah, man, Fred Willard. That sucks. I had no idea he was still alive. <laughs> huh. However, oh, what, a, what a what touching trip! Like, what a I, wonderful I just, eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! You're dead. Didn't yeah. know you're alive, but I, I'm doing that a lot yeah. lately. But um, huh. but no, I was just like, is there anybody who's like? just walked in and just destroyed movies like he did like just fucking took over like best in show just fucking takes over that movie for like the last 15 minutes you like you don't give a shit about anybody else in that movie but him yeah no literally shows up yeah literally anything he shows up in you're like oh fred willard okay here we go this is gonna be great Mm -hmm. i didn't actually look did it did he know he was sick because i mean or, or was he sick? I don't know. If, but I, I only ask because, like, if if you were keeping up with Modern Family, they they had a funeral episode for his character before he actually died. Uh-huh. And I just kind of wondered if it was like he knew he was sick or dying, because I mean, it kind of sort of feels like that. I mean, because it's like it it felt like a living memorial tribute, sort of like it was kind of weird. So, hmm. yeah, they hadn't really said much about it. I I know that. The most recent things I'd seen him in, and especially if you watch that Space Force trailer, he was very shaky. Like, his hands were pretty trembly. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just being old or if there was something wrong. But, sure. yeah, I'd, I'd noticed towards the end there he was he was kind of sharp. But he was still sharp. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think he would be in Space Force if he wasn't <laughs> still delivering the goods. Mm-hmm. Wait, he was in the goods? <laughs> <laughs> Live hard, sell hard, or whatever the fuck that that movie's terrible. That's Neil Brennan too. It, it bugs me. It, it always bugs me to think about that. That's that's just one of those line read movies where everyone's yeah. just throwing out the worst possible. Oh, there is one line in that movie that just fucking kills me. It's it's the it's the quote on my Twitter account. It is fucking amazing. Is that the is that the one that has um, Craig Robinson? Yes. Is that what you, is that the thing? Yes. Is it, oh, I don't go to Twitter anymore. So. Yeah. Nobody he's tells DJ he's DJing the, on a roof but and someone shouts request, out right? something to play with him and he just get the music gets so serious and he gets this look on his face. He's like, nobody tells DJ request what to play. And I was like, that's the funniest yeah. fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because his name is DJ request. <laughs> DJ request. No one tells DJ request what to play. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this joke is wasted in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. What do, what should I know Neil Brennan from? Like, what is he? Uh, he co-created Chappelle's Show. Okay, yeah, all right. He's that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, because I like I saw like you know he keeps popping up randomly through comedy things that I've watched, um, and I, he, I guess he has some YouTube thing that's like part interview show, part sketch thing because it's not you know it, it goes off the rails into like all fake dumb stuff. But I saw one that was he did with the Lonely Island. Like they went back to their home in Berkeley, California. And at first it was just like, yeah, this is where we'd hang out. And, you know, one of those kind of like retrospect type things. And then it just gets fucking weirder and weirder. And 
like the sto- storyline takes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, hmm. it's worth watching. I don't remember, I don't remember the name of the show, but I'm sure if you look up Neil Brandon or Lonely Island, you'll probably find it on th- th- those YouTubes. Yeah, all those YouTubes. Yeah, I don't know. We're rambling though. This mm-hmm. has been a lot longer than a variety hour, hasn't it? Wait, that wasn't him. What am I thinking of then? I thought he did the goods. What the fuck? Well, who did the goods? I don't know. They're not it's goods? too it's too generic a title to uh, show up on <laughs> oh, right. IMDb because there's a 2016 TV series, there's a 2012 short, and there's a 2011 TV series. No, <sighs> it's Neil Brennan. It is. It's yes, it's Neil Brennan. <laughs> did he not he write it? it? He directed it. Okay, directed. He did it. not That's write it. it. Okay. That's weird. All right. Because I'm looking. <laughs> All right. That's what I was trying to. Like, I, I was only looking at his writing credits, apparently. So I was right the first time. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with me? I don't know. Yeah. It's too late. Got to wrap it up. Dog is dog is looking at me like, all right, we're done here. <laughs> Dog's like, wrap it up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you well, need to go to bed. You, your, your, your old fashioned is empty, so. Like it's time. Yeah. I got I got st- I got morning. I got to get up. Yeah, early. I got. I got sleeping to do. <laughs> hey, hey, bartender. <laughs> Joe Blue needs a refill over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Last thing I'll quickly mention is I rewatched White Men Can't Jump because I, when I rewatched Major League, it was like, oh yeah, I should, I should totally rewatch that too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, that's all. Just okay. Watch the sports movies that I like. <laughs> Those are two of them. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm done. Fantastic. Great content. (laughs) (laughs) I watch the sports movies I like. (laughs) What? I still like White Men Can't Jump. I I don't know what to be said. Like the The movie's fine. No, the insults in that movie are just fucking gold. They are. They're strong. Yes. Like when he just goes on his rant at the actual tournament, just fucking, it's it's just so good. (laughs) Mm hmm. Anyway. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that we do a Bamfcast Extra. We do some other things. Oh uh, yeah, you can you you can get some of them over on at patreoncom slash bmfcast A uh, dollar at the very minimum gets you in to at least get Bamfcast Extra to be able to vote on Bamfcast Extra episodes. Right now, we're not using the voting system because no, no votes at, of any kind accepted. <laughs> I mean, eventually the Why voting not? system will come back. Uh, it's just because we're we don't know how many we're gonna do per week, and we're doing like weird little yeah. mini themes and things. You know. <laughs> Okay. We're, just, we're, we're plowing through discs and it's hard for me to build a list of, and I don't have the discs in front of me. And okay. Yeah. 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 Reasons. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, dollar, dollar gets that. We have some other content. Uh, there's who you, we rewatched Dr. Who and stuff. Mackie's never seen it. I've seen it like once Chuck's kind of the expert as you may have gathered from his background. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so things at Patreon. Cause you know, yeah, patreon.com slash BMF cast. We have to plug the Patreon. And you but want, yeah. if you want to write us, like uh, if you're Scott Adkins fan seventy, you can write us <laughs> bmf at bmfcast.com. or just go to bmfcast.com. You can find everything there: Discord, socials, all that stuff. It's all there. Yep. And if you want to call nine one zero five jacks bmf nine one zero five five six nine two six three, call now. Say hello to the Garfield phone, and us. Yes. You'll get right through. There's no wait time. Mm-mm. Always available. Yeah. There's no increased wait time for any reason. Your call Always is very open. important to Good. us. Um, you do not have to continue to hold. You can just leave a message as soon as you call. Yeah. Well, after the little recording. <laughs> it's very brief. <laughs> right. Uh, people used to call us from trucks. 
You should do that again. <laughs> or trains. Yeah, trucks, trains, all those things. Right. Planes, trains, you know, automobiles. Practice social distancing, you know, best you can from mm-hmm. whatever moving vehicle you're on. Yeah, get in the truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And this is Vavcast Out. Yes, Chuck did it. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.